When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. SEN Summer Brecky, Trent Copeland and Jaleesa Apps with you this morning. Good morning if you're listening on SEN 1170 AM here in Sydney as we fill in the chairs for Vossi and Brandy. And for the first hour, we're... Welcoming those of you listening on SENQ, 6.93am in Brisbane. Ben Davis will be along from 6am Queensland time, filling in for Patton Heels. And if you're listening across the SEN network, good morning to you. We've got plenty of sport to discuss this morning, Jaleesa. Upsets, surprises at the Aussie Open. Uh, finally, we got the answer to Davy Warner's baggy green and where it was. Mm. That's an interesting story. Uh, Cameron Green, he spoke for the first time. Uh, upon his return into the test lineup. And no doubt you were all over that yesterday, Jaleesa. Mm-hmm. On the show today, we're going to have some great guests. SEN tennis expert, as always, Brett Phillips, with the latest from the Oz Open. ESPN's Phil Murphy is going to chat through a, a, an NFL wildcard weekend that had it all, and there's still more games to come. Matt Stafford v. Jared Goff yesterday was incredible to watch uh, with the trade scenario and that all unfolding. Uh, and also Dak Prescott and the Cowboys getting thumped at home. Uh, America's team uh, were not in good order yesterday, Jaleesa. I was on my way back from Canberra. We're also going to have WWE wrestlers joining us in the studio, by the way. Yeah, they're going to body slam you. Did you know that? Mm. Uh, If anyone's ever met me or seen me, uh, (laughs) given we're on radio, yeah, I'm built like a paperclip, so it wouldn't be difficult. Good luck. (laughs) So you're not, you're just going to watch, are you? Uh, yeah, I'm going to ref. Okay. I'm going to, if it gets a bit out of control, I'll be like, yeah, stop. <laughs> <laughs> you sound motivated for me to get hurt. Uh, LA Knight and Grayson Waller, they will join us in the studio. But uh, we're back together today. Yesterday on location in Canberra. Yeah. It was a grim morning. Uh, oh God, okay. Yeah, it was a grim morning. Um, there was rain around. There was... <laughs> A questionable delay that was oh, going on as delay well. Start, yes, yeah, <laughs> sorry to everyone. That delay started to get a bit outrageous towards the end. PTSD but, from that. Oh. Uh, what did your day entail after that yesterday? And I believe you, you have a story that we didn't get into yesterday, but there's uh, a dentist story my, we need to unpack. Yeah, that here. wasn't yesterday though. Okay. Yesterday, yesterday I actually did the cricket yesterday, so I was listening to a bit yeah. of Cam Green, uh, obviously in Adelaide. Wow, did he speak well? Um, gave nothing, which is what they would want, but no, he was really good. And, um, you know, just very humble young, young man, isn't he? He is. He really is. And he's, you know, when asked about Steve Smith going to the top of the order, things like that, he's just so respectful, wants to be nice about everything. Yeah. And the most interesting thing he said to come about was he was preparing as though, um, he was going to open. So he thought 
he was he was opening, yeah. which suggests to me that uh, he probably had been told, or at least there'd been this un, sort of unspoken thing that when a spot came up, it was his. Um, but yeah, the, he said he'd been preparing to open, and um, how selfless it was of Steve to put himself up there. But he didn't actually know till the Wednesday before. Here's Cameron Green speaking about that exactly. I had no idea until about Wednesday. Um, so yeah, I'm yeah so excited when I heard the news. But yeah, I thought I was about. 95, 95% chance of opening, so um, that's where my head went for a couple of weeks, and um, yeah, grateful to be, be at four. What I like is I've got a bit of time. Um, I've always felt maybe a touch rushed at six, especially after Hetty. He makes it look a bit too easy at number five, so um, yeah, I've always felt like I've maybe had to push the game along where um, I feel like number four is my natural game where, yeah, I can take my time and yeah, settle in. Yeah, no, I don't feel any pressure. Um, obviously, replacing someone like Steve is pretty tough, um, but yeah, I'm just going to yeah, play my own way. and um, But obviously, I'm yeah, grateful for him putting that in his mind and yeah, thinking of me. Yeah, interesting Cameron Green speaking there. And as you said, he's just the most kind-hearted soul, 24-year-old, just, yeah. about to burst back onto the scene. But there's this such great expectation from everyone else that he's the greatest all-rounder in history. you got to <laughs> you got to feel for him there. I, I hate hearing when young you know, it's nice than them being torn down, but I hate when I when you hear young athletes being built up so much because then they mm. we we do have a problem with like tall poppy syndrome in Australia, and everyone starts to get a little bit, you know, ah, is he really that good? And blah blah blah, which is a fair question, but you know, when it's sort of a bit bitter. The funny thing yesterday, our, our cameras caught um, Steve Smith and Usman Kawaja, Steve Smith. Was sort of like walking away from training with massive golf clubs yep. in his hand, and Usman Khwaja was kitted out in this golf gear. They were sort of like Usman sort of gave a big wave to the cameras. Steve looked like, "Oh no, I've been caught!" You know, yeah. he's like he's sneaking out of work. <laughs> so obviously very relaxed. Yeah, and they were obviously about to go and play golf together. Yeah. You know that openers bond, as they talk about in cricket, so yeah. important. Steve, just for even on that, Steve Smith, when I was still playing with him used to hate golf and it was on the back of he is just great at everything and oh. golf was just not it. Oh. But he has the bug. Speaking of tall poppies, you know, I, I don't like those people that are good at everything. Yeah. Are you, uh, nah. most athletes are like that. Nah. You, I learned something about you the other day in passing. Uh, okay, this will be good. Yeah, I was, no, I was deep in a Google search. I, no, I wasn't. <laughs> I was, I, I learned something about that you were hockey. You came Yes. Here for hockey. Yeah. Tell us about it. Well, I grew up. Before we get to the rest of the headlines, we'll get, <laughs> but let's hear about Trent. <laughs> so I grew up in Bathurst and when I finished school, when I was 17 years old, I moved to Sydney. Mm. It was to go to uni and at that point play Premier League hockey down here. Yeah. Um, I was playing cricket, but I was a wicketkeeper batter in third grade. Mm. You know, I was genuinely nowhere with cricket. Um, so my first move down here was, and it, we talked about this when Simon Orchard came on the show and we were talking about Greyhound racing. But after we finished, Simon Orchard was one of those guys that I used to play against. And mm. he was playing for the Kookaburras, uh, along with Brent Livermore, Jamie Dwyer, a lot of the legendary players. And they were running absolute rings around me in Sydney. So you thought, I'll go to cricket. Well, thankfully, that, I gave up wicketkeeping. And well, that says to me, you are good at multiple Oh, two, That's two sports. sports. Yeah, it's two more than me. <laughs> uh, but Steve Smith hates, used to hate golf, but he's now got the bug where he's even on optional training days, you know, off playing, playing, golf. playing golf. 
That would never have happened in the past. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, some of the bigger headlines this morning. Oh, we Before I get there, we do have a couple of prizes to give away. We've got a double pass to the Top Fuel Drag Racing Championship at the Sydney Dragway on Friday 26th and Saturday the 27th of January. Get your tickets now. A golf tour towel and a dozen limited edition chrome soft balls from Odyssey, the number one putter in golf. Uh, the Big Bash. Mm. Last night. Did you watch tennis or Big Bash last night? I'm a bit angry at the household that I'm oh, in wow. at the moment. Oh, wow. Okay. Family dispute. My partner, I don't know what came across him, determined, determined, no matter what I did, to watch Gladiators. Oh, okay. Just reliving his childhood. I think he had a Peter Pan moment and doesn't want to grow up and <sighs> was like, I need to watch Gladiators. I watched it in the 90s. I really want, I was like, what? I was like, Demon All was playing. We've got the big bash. Are you joking me? It was a fight I could not win, which is rare in my household, <laughs> I have to say. <laughs> what was Marnus doing when this was all? Oh, <laughs> uh, Marnus and I were <laughs> filthy. Marnus and I were storming around the kitchen eating. Yeah. If you don't know the story, uh, Jaleesa has a pet. Housemate. Uh, housemate. Housemate. Yeah, sorry. I keep calling it a pet. How rude of me. Um, so <laughs> huntsman in the house named Marnus. Yeah, so the housemate and I were filthy about it and he said we're watching Gladiators and I had to watch follow on on my phone. Oh, no. You like, don't have a single other device in your house, like a laptop? I could have got into bed, but oh, I can't. I was just, I was on my, I was doing it on my phone. Okay. The big bash last night, the Hobart Hurricanes and the Melbourne Stars playing their last match of the regular season. We knew before last night that neither could make the finals, but the Hurricanes got the job done against the Stars. The Stars won the bat flip and decided to bowl. Hurricanes making 187 runs. Matty Wade was unbelievable. Uh, And then the Stars falling just short in their reply. And we started to see some of the best from Glenn Maxwell and also Marcus Stoinis. But uh, the Hobart Hurricanes, a disappointing season. They finished just outside the top four, what could have been uh, if things had got going. Tim David really disappointing on from the last 18 months, two years mm. of all around the world T20 cricket bursting into the national team. Didn't see the best of him in this tournament. Do you think uh, it's fatigue? Of He's had a pretty big 12 months. Possibly. Yeah. Possibly, but uh, I mean, it's not an excuse this day and age. You Ultimately, if you're picking and choosing and earning millions of dollars roaming around the world playing T20 competitions, I guess you have to be, you're being paid to be at your best. Yeah. So you've got to be judged when you're not. Yeah. Uh, 0457 736 736, the Edgewater Homes text line. Tell us what you think of the Big Bash this year. Has it lived up to expectations? And who do you think uh going to win? I we were talking a little while ago, Jaleesa, about the final series off air before we came on. So the final series, first place locked in the Brisbane Heat, but they're going to play their first final on the Gold Coast mm-hmm. with Colin Munro not here anymore, their captain. Yeah, that's... A bit of a different scenario there. Ashton Turner and Jai Richardson both out with injury for the remainder of the tournament for the Scorchers. They play the Sixers in a... This is going to be a ripper game tonight. Mm. Sixes v Scorchers, that's second v third, and whoever wins that game finishes in second position mm-hmm. so and get to play in that first final against the Heat. Mm-hmm. And then Adelaide Strikers are locked into fourth position. My question, I guess, is would you rather actually finish second? The, the Sixes, if they win tonight, for example, they finish second. Mm-hmm. They'll then go and play the Heat at a ground that the Heat have never played at this season either oh, okay, yeah. without their captain. Mm-hmm. 
with a slightly different environment. No, no Usman Khawaja, no Manus Labashane. And whoever wins that game gets to host the final a week later. There's a very real possibility on the back of tonight's match that whoever wins hosts the final. Mm. Now, Brisbane fans, those of you listening at, at the moment, it won't be thrilled with that, I guess, prognosis, but it's one of the nuances of the fact that there's test matches going on at the Gabba um, and at the Adelaide Oval right now. So that the best grounds potentially aren't available. Um Interested to hear what you think. I Do you think the Sixers can win tonight, firstly, in Perth against that team over there that just are so hard to beat in front of 40,000 fans? Uh, just because of their how they're a little bit depleted, uh, the Scorchers, and yes. Yeah. Yeah, I, I do. Interesting. Well, Maybe got, that's my Sydney bias, though. It could be. Maybe that's where I'm going as well. Uh, <laughs> we better move on then. Uh, what about the Davey Warner <laughs> Baggy green story. I mean, it feels like forever ago and we've had a wedding and a chopper and some big bash games in between, but the truth about Davey Warner's missing baggy greens has finally been revealed and they were, they weren't stolen as had originally been reported. Uh, Dan Bredig of the Sydney Morning Herald said that Warner's backpack had been placed in different, in a different cricket bag and used to transport smaller items of equipment for players and staff rather than the three other bags that he'd identified as most likely to contain that backpack. Most likely. Most likely. The old boy look, uh, of which I have done plenty in my time. Uh, Adding to the confusion was that his backpack was in another part of the room at the team hotel compared with his other bags, and it was placed with its David Warner label tucked underneath. Unpack this for me. Well, Qantas... (laughs) Would be rather displeased. Ah, they <laughs> they were copying it at the time a little bit from everyone, being like, "Where is it?" Uh, it turns out it was just misplaced. It's a little embarrassing, isn't it? Yeah, not yeah. ideal. I mean, and when this stuff comes out, it was unnamed sources within the Australian team environment. That uh, didn't we kind this. of assume this though when it turned up yes. and there was no like? We kind of assumed it had been like misplaced, like. There was no like, would it have been found or someone had been charged with stealing it or, you know, anything like that. It was just like, he's got it, move on. (laughs) There was also Prime Minister airtime, you know, this was a national story. We've got to get that baggy green back. As it turns out, it was there the whole time. Well, it was Pakistan who said, let's get a national like, you know, investigation onto it. Oh, seriously. Ah, it turns out it was just in his bag. He just had a bit of a yeah, rough look. <laughs> As you do. Uh, we have plenty of stories to get through this morning. We'll touch on the Aussie Open after the break. Uh, just recapping the NFL results. The Dallas Cowboys yesterday, another embarrassing loss in the playoffs. 48-32 loss to the Green Bay Packers in their wildcard clash. The Cowboys were... Favourites going into the game, playing against a rookie quarterback in Jordan Love. And that's, yeah, a a disappointing loss. One that will no doubt lead to soul searching. And when you are the Dallas Cowboys, Mike McCarthy, the coach, and Dak Prescott are going to come under fire. And then in the other match yesterday, the Detroit Lions, their first playoff win in what feels like forever. Jared Goff gets it done over Matt Stafford. These two, Jaleesa, I don't know how much you watch the NFL, but they were traded for each other. Matt Stafford was booed coming into the stadium. He's 
a, a fan favourite for so many years, I think 12 years at the helm for the Detroit Lions. Why was he booed if it's not his choice to be traded, surely? That is correct. It was a contentious moment, but a great game of football yesterday, 24-23. The Detroit Lions progress in that one. The rescheduled game between the Bills and the Steelers, that kicks off at 8.30 this morning. They have cleared the snow. I've seen the stadium. That game is going to go ahead, and then we'll have the Eagles and Bucks after that. Plenty more sport coming up. We're here for Brighton's Lawyers. Unable to work due to injury or illness? Contact Brighton's Lawyers. SEN Summer Brekkie is powered by Kubota. For over 40 years, we've been making tomorrow matter, shaping and building Australia together. It's story time. <laughs> story time with Jaleesa. <laughs> we talked a little bit about the dentist. Let's park that for okay, the moment. All right. Uh, you mentioned God, that goodness. you missed Dimonor and the tennis last night. You missed the Filthy. big bash. Uh, gladiators took precedent yeah. on your TV. Talk me through that. What was your strategy to get the, the sports on, firstly? Uh, and then just how does that happen? Exactly. How does that happen? Well, I walked in and Nick was already home and I was, oh, what are you going for? So I've got to watch Gladiators. <laughs> got to watch Gladiators. Are you joking? And he said, oh, he's like, I'm dead serious. It's back from the, from the 90s. I used to love watching this show and I've been waiting. I wanted to watch it. And I'm like, Demon Ore is on tonight. There is big bash on tonight. There is a plethora of sport yep. we can enjoy together. No, 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 no. He wanted to watch Gladiators right or wrong. Now, I sort of remember Gladiators, but not really. Yeah. I found it a bit of an ick. I was like, oh, God. Okay, anyway, we watched Gladiators. Shandor Earl, uh, ex-NRL Canberra Raiders player, very prominent on Gladiators. Yeah. As Phoenix. It wasn't as bad as I thought. Okay. But was there a discussion? Was there something that needed to be, like a myth that needed to be busted about another version of this? Yeah. So um, I said, you know, they've done this before. He said, no. No, nah, they, they haven't rebooted this before. I would have watched it. Okay. Well, it failed miserably because, you know, he didn't watch it. <laughs> so apparently they did a reboot, I think, in 2008, 2009. I did Google it. We Googled it in the ad break and I was right. So you can click Nick. that, take it home. Yeah. Nick, unfortunately, you've been proven wrong. Yeah. Now you don't get to choose what's on the TV. I love, home. I'm interested when the numbers <laughs> come out at 9am, the ratings. I, I'm very interested to see if it was a success. Because it wasn't our household. Could be the end. <laughs> well done. Uh, there's a few texts coming in this morning on 0457 736 736, the Edgewater Homes text line. Morning, guys. On the BBL final a few years ago, we went to neutral ground in Canberra for the final. Why did we stop that? That's from the Westy Eel. Um, I don't love the neutral ground. We saw that happen in the A-League. That went well. Yeah. Whoa. Me too. I think home ground, home fans is the vibe in Australian sport. It should sport. be rewarded. Yeah. Agreed. Uh, the Australian Open, uh, an update thanks to Wilson. Experienced the update, ultimate summer of tennis with Wilson. Uh, yesterday, what stood out to you? Let's talk about Dimonor first uh, and Milos Raonic, who put him to the test in the first set in particular and then had to retire with injury. Uh, what did you make of that contest, albeit that you've watched uh, Gladiator amongst that? Dimonor? Yeah. Uh, just, well... I mean, I was following a bit on my phone, um, the tennis, yep. uh, didn't have my multiple screens coming. So, so I sort of picked more the tennis last night because I was a bit concerned about that match. I thought it was a bit of a danger match. Just really sad for Milos, uh, Rainich that, yeah. um, 
it, he was playing really well and I was listening to the SEN commentary. Yeah. It seemed like, like he was rallying quite well. It, it seemed, and just his body let yeah. him down. Um, so obviously pushed Demonor in the, the first set. Uh, and then it all started to go pear shaped for him. Um, which I, I was just disappointing, wasn't it? For anyone. I mean, we'd love to see an Australian get through, but you never want to see anyone get through like that. Yeah, absolutely. So I think it was seven, six to Raonic the first set, six, two and two love when Raonic mm-hmm. had to finish up. Uh, Dimonor now faces Matteo and Arnaldi in the next round. Well, look, um, first of all, I hope uh, Milos' speedy recovery is not, not great to see him like this. And um, he, he deserves to be healthy and playing uh, the incredible tennis that he's done for so many years. So hopefully he's back in no time. Um, now, f- as you saw, I was just chasing his serve for the better part of that match. Uh, Look, it's, uh, it's no secret, uh, I've started the year pretty well. Um, now it's all about keeping my head down and trying to keep doing the same thing. I mean, for me, nothing changes. Uh, I do my best to let the tennis do the talking and uh, keep working hard. So, you know, that's one down, now on to the next. So that's Alex Dimonor who progresses through. He now faces Matteo Arnaldi. There are 11 Aussies on court yesterday with four going through. The other Aussies to join Dimonor in the second round, Storm Hunter, Alexi Popperin and Jordan Thompson. So we'll do a full recap of and look forward with uh, Brett Phillips a little later. That update, thanks to Wilson. Get your game on and join us in celebrating the Wilson Summer of Tennis. Yes, thanks, Vanessa. Welcome back to Summer Brekkie here on SEN. Trent Copeland and Jaleesa Apps with you this morning, powered by Kubota. For over 40 years, we've been making tomorrow matter, shaping and building Australia together. If you're only just waking up, here are the headlines that we've been discussing. It's been revealed in the Sydney Morning Herald that Davey Warner's backy greens weren't stolen. Uh, In fact, they were at the team hotel all along. Uh, We're not shocked, but it still is... It's a little surprise. So surprised. Yeah. Mixed results at the Oz Open yesterday. Alex Dimonor was among four Aussies to make it through to the second round. Naomi Osaka's highly anticipated return ended with a first round defeat. And we might have seen the last of Andy Murray after he lost his round one match. There's some great audio, which we'll get to in a little while. The Hobart Hurricanes beat the Melbourne Stars. Uh, their seasons have both come to a close at the MCG last night uh, with Glenn Maxwell, Marcus Stoinis playing okay, but Matthew Wade and Nathan Ellis were outstanding for the Hobart Hurricanes in that win. Uh, we heard from Cameron Green at the start of the show ahead of his return to the Aussie team tomorrow in the test match against, against the West Indies, batting at four. Uh, and talking about Steve Smith at the top of the order. And the rescheduled game between the Bills and the Steelers gets underway later this morning in the NFL. We'd love to hear from you. Pick up the phone and give us a call on 1300 01 1170 or on the text line 0457 736 736. We've had a text come in from Martin. A couple of texts. Jaleesa. Mm. Good morning, team. You could always get Mike Whitney on. He could discuss the upcoming Adelaide Test. And gladiators from the mid nineties. He's always up for a chat. That's fair. Do you do you remember Wit? Oh, just who dares wins. I loved that yes. show. I didn't know he was on Gladiators. I said, I said to you guys, I was like, was he? He was Gladiators, was he? And you all like looked at me like, yes. <laughs> so okay, I think we've got a few secret Gladiators fans in here. But Mike Whitney, who dares wins, was mint show, and he is such a nice man. 
genuinely one of the oh. nicest. So he was inducted into the New South Wales Cricket Hall of Fame during the SCG test match. He and John Dyson yeah. was walking across. I was about to do a cross down on the ground and they both walked across in their blazers from the ceremony. They were about to get interviewed on the big screen and Wit ran out of his way amongst the Hall of Fame stuff going on, ran out of his way to come and give me a hug. Just the blue baggers, you know, oh, I just love so you blokes. Lovely. And, you know, that is you know, Mike Whitney that you saw on Who Dares Wins, that you saw on Gladiators and on Sydney Weekender, all of that yeah. sort of stuff. He is just the most pure human being. They used to give it his all on the cricket field, yeah. but a beautiful man. He's president um, down there at Coogee. Uh, yeah. now, and he is very passionate about that. I was down there for a media op, I think uh, it was with Toyota, maybe like uh, two months ago. And there was like uh, the ambassadors down there. There was like, uh, Brett Lee, um, was down there and he's good. He sort of turned to us media and he goes, isn't it great to have these such prolific cricketers just come down here to Coogee? And I was thinking, you're Mike Whitney. Yeah, <laughs> like, you are Mike Whitney. You are Mike Whitney, but just, just a lovely man. Yes. Uh, moving on to some other sporting news in football. Very sad news yesterday with confirmation that former Socceroos Stephen Labutt uh, has passed away at the age of 46. He was found on the New South Wales North Coast after being reported missing on Saturday. He played 15 matches for the Socceroos between 2000 and 2004 and represented the Oliroos at the Sydney 2000 Olympics. Police believe there are no suspicious circumstances surrounding his passing. Remember, help is available, and if you're struggling, call Lifeline on one three double one one four. Disappointing news there, and uh, really sad for the family. We hope everyone is okay. Uh, in other news in football, the Premier League has charged Everton and Nottingham Forest with breaking its financial rules and referred the clubs to an independent commission. Under EPL regulations, clubs can lose a maximum of £105 million, just let that sink in for a while, uh, £105 million over a three-year season uh, or time period or £35 million per campaign before facing sanctions. Clubs that breach those rules are at risk of a fine or a points deduction. Can you fathom losing £105 million and then get a sanction? So not you only say are that you like already I'm starting with 105 million pounds. <laughs> well, you know, you're at home watching Gladiators. Uh, oh yeah, really. That's where it all starts. <laughs> 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 but seriously, uh, you know, Premier League clubs like Everton and Nottingham Forest, when you're in this scenario and you're losing that amount of money, how do you, how can you possibly get out of that? Uh, I don't know because I can't fathom that amount of money to begin with. And you, you're in a situation then where the, the sanctions come, your inevitability of, you know, dropping out of the Premier League comes and then it's, yeah, it's financial it's disarray. Yeah, it's snowball, yeah. Yeah, it's very, oh, I mean, it's professional sport and the owners and, uh, you know, the CEOs and the boards are in charge of making things flourish. But it's a, a tough school, uh, but that's your football news for the morning. Uh, West Indies fast bowler, we're about to hit this test match and I'm I'm really excited for... Some of the changes to just watch how it all happens. So Cameron Green coming back in for Australia. Uh, Steve Smith at the top of the order. Will that be a success? Um, but one of the guys that I'm really excited about on the opposition is Alzari Joseph. Mm -hmm. He was out here as a young guy last year, mm -hmm. but he can bowl genuinely fast. Mm -hmm. He's now vice captain despite being very young. 
Uh, but he was talking yesterday uh, during a press conference. This is West Indies fast bowler Alzari Joseph speaking ahead of the first test in Adelaide. Well, we expect to come in and give them a challenge. Um, we're here to win two test matches. We're not just here to play. So um, we're going to come out here and give it our best. Everyone's here wanting to, you know, play for the West Indies. Um, it's an opportunity for everyone, you know, to represent their country. So I don't think there's any nervousness in the camp. I think it's more of um, excitement. They're all different players, so they all bring something new to the table. They all bring a different style of play to the table. So um, it, it's all good for us. Last time our lengths were a bit short, so like I said earlier, we just need to be a bit fuller and stay patient on the good areas. Well, for us, it's about being brave, being positive. So, um, but everyone has their different ways of going about it. So it's about, you know, bringing those ways together as, as one brand of cricket. So that's young man Alzari Joseph, big fast bowler. He can, he can reach the heights of 145 k's an hour, 150 at his best. But always interesting hearing opposition players coming out here, knowing that they're up against it, against yeah. a team like Australia and how they're going to approach it. But the other thing is I love that West Indian accent. How good. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Amazing. <laughs> I, I am interested, Trent, because we've obviously seen a few of West Indies players, uh, I think Kame is a few yep. people have decided to take up T20 franchise contracts instead of play yeah. um, the test. Very disappointing. Yeah. As a teammate, like, would you be, would you welcome them back? Like, you know, it, players of that kind of caliber, you'd obviously want them in your side. Yeah. But you have to be left with a bit of bitter taste in your mouth when you that they've gone and chosen to do that yeah jason holder the other one who's incredibly significant to anything that the west indies do it's it's a really tough one when you're thinking if it was in australia it would be very difficult but in the west indies where payments are just nowhere near you know we're seeing dean elgar retire from test match cricket to sign a three-year essex county Mm. contract because just quite simply International players for the West Indies, even New Zealand, South Africa, uh, aren't earning anywhere near what our domestic players are earning yeah. in Australia. So we're very fortunate. Australia, England and India, uh, and it's one of those problems in world cricket that needs to be solved. And it's going to have to be a haircut on some payments for some of the bigger countries to include everyone and make sure that there's longevity, particularly for test cricket, mm. because it is disappointing and we don't want to see too much of it. Uh, we're here for Brighton's Lawyers, unable to work due to injury or illness. Contact Brighton's Lawyers, and well done. Well done to Brighton's commercial law team, who recently secured a payment of more than $60,000 for a client whose insurance claim for a stolen boat was wrongfully denied by a major insurer. Brighton's recognised the unjust treatment and took swift action, providing a 27-page legal argument supported by over 400 pages of compelling evidence. You often hear about insurers resisting payouts and Brighton's fought and won. That's why they are the best in the business. You can call Brighton's on 1-800-848-848. SEN Summer Brekkie. Uh, Jaleesa, it's mm. been an interesting morning. Story time with Jaleesa. Mm. Uh, there's been lots going on in the sporting world. Jaleesa Apps and Trent Copeland with you this morning in the chairs for Vossi and Brandy here. Uh, we've been talking about gladiators. Mm, yeah, I know. <laughs> no, for no other reason than yeah. uh, I got forced to watch it in my household last night. Yes. Uh, and then we were reflecting on a recent inductee to the Hall of Fame for New South Wales cricket, Mike Whitney. Yeah, just and what a legend bloke he was. Seriously, what a legend. <laughs> and we so good. Dug up the audio from Channel 7 back in the day. Listen to this. It's Nikki. And she's up against the Queen of the Rings, 
Blade. And to start hang tough, here's Mike Whitney. Challenger, are you ready? Radiator, are you ready? Hey, two, I was unaware, I think it was just slightly before my time that Mike Whitney was on it. So when you said Mike Whitney, I thought, uh, who dares wins? Another legendary Mike Whitney show. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I so I was watching Gladiators last night and featuring prominently was Shandor Earl, ex-Canberra Raider. Yes. Um, Shandor Earl as Phoenix. So yeah, I got into it. Actually, Mark's text in. He said a couple of texts, actually. I didn't watch Gladiators, but that only went from 7.30 to about 8.50. Big Bash went to 11 p.m. Mark, my alarm goes off at 3.50. When am I sleeping? Yeah. Yeah, so I lost... Anyway, I lost the battle in the household to watch some sport. I guess I did watch sport. Can we call it sport? <laughs> you could call it sport, <laughs> I guess. Uh, you had Liz Ellis on there oh, as well. Yeah, Liz Ellis. Yeah, Ryan. She's, she, I mean, the hosts were great. I, maybe I like it. <laughs> <laughs> One of those shows where you're like, oh, come on. Yeah. I want to watch the sport. Yeah, but, you uh, stomp around okay. your house. Okay. Manus and I were filthy. <laughs> Manus is my housemate, huntsman. Yeah. Housemate, spider. huntsman, yeah. Uh, in in. The one of the things that I didn't remember though, I was thinking that Wit was the host, but he was actually the referee. Oh, oh, so he's referee. Oh, okay. Yeah. So he was like, challengers, are you ready? Oh, right. So that's not hosting. That's refereeing. Yeah. Oh. He was like God, right in man the- Man of many talents. Right in the thick of the action. Uh, we've been talking about cricket this morning with the test match between Australia and the West Indies kicking off tomorrow. And Chris is on the line from Rose Bay. Good morning, Chris. Good morning, guys. I like your expression this morning, Coach, when you ask, you listen, you listen to unpackage the Dave Warner <laughs> incident with the baggies. <laughs> Not by accident. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't think so by design. Look, I wanted to talk about the, the, the I guess, the future of Test cricket, and you were mentioning the, some of the South African players. And I'm thinking back to Kyle Abbott, who came out here in, what, 2016 and yep. destroyed us in Australia. And he only played about 10 test matches, averaged 22 with the ball, and he signed a contract with Hampshire. So we never saw him again in test cricket after that. And I remember at the time, Duplessis said, we've surely got to look into this, you know, because we just start wasting our good players. And, you know, you think back to a guy like Kyle Abbott, 10 test matches, and you think about what he did here, especially what I done in Hobart. I mean, that was ridiculous, but... um. Yep. Um, for him not to have played more than 10 test matches, surely they've got to look into this. Like I know that's South Africa, but all the countries mm. have to do whatever they can to keep their best players playing test cricket, haven't they? Yeah, it's a great point you make, Chris. Kyle Abbott is actually the, the most forthright example I use when talking about this because he had to wait for so long on the back of Dale Stain, Vernon Philander, Mornay Morkel at the level, and even you know Sean Pollock and numerous others before that. It was so hard to get into that South African lineup. Then he finally gets a chance and absolutely kills it. But because there's just zero money on on the table, he then goes and plays county cricket for Hampshire, as you say. So I'm with you. It needs to be a significant movement in cricket for this to be sustainable. And I, I think my sentiment is, and you know, the lay of the land right now is that everyone wants it to happen. Mm but it's going to take some necks to be on the line for it to happen. I don't think T20 franchising cricket has the longevity. 
Like, I think we spoke about this last week. I only care about the Big Bash and the IPL. I don't know how many people outside of Australia care about the Big Bash, but I just don't, I, I couldn't care less what's, and, and yeah, they might have big backing at the moment financially, but it, eventually you have to have people watching it. Yeah. Well, I think that there are pretty good numbers that do watch it, but... Um, yeah, even in those ones that have popped up like South Africa? Yeah, domestically. And, and there's been a real resurgence of the BBL, which globally has traction as well. But The it, BBL, yeah, uh, of course. But that was one of the first ones. But I'm th- yeah. talking about all these subsequent ones that are, pick- that are popping up now. Yeah. I don't think they will have the longevity. Yeah, fair point. Chris, thanks for your call this morning on the open line, one three hundred oh one eleven seventy. Have your say on all the big topics we've been discussing this morning. Uh, just after the break, we'll be looking back at a On This Day in History. It's Jaleesa's favourite segment. SEN Summer Breakfast, Jaleesa Apps and Trent Copeland with you this morning, a little before 7am in Sydney, just before 6am in Brisbane. It's the 16th of January. 2024, Jaleesa, your favourite segment. You, you're just such a hard worker with your research. Oh, yeah. Uh, on this day, what have you got for us today? Okay, there's a couple of birthdays. So I'll start with those. John Hopawati is 50 today, born in 1974. Cameron Murray's 26. That shocked me. I thought he was a little bit older. Born in 1998. Former Yellow Wiggle Greg Page is 52, born on this day in 1972. Have you seen the Wiggles documentary? No, I haven't. Uh, no. I watch any documentary, but that is good. Really? There's a lot that went down. What, as in when they were expanding or? Uh, when it all sort of changed, there was like new wiggles come in yep. and there was a lot happening behind the scenes, but even just their, like their history of, they were, they were a different band and then they went into kids music. Anyway, very interesting documentary in if you're into it. Uh, in 1931, Don Bradman scored 202 23 via the West Indies in the third test in Brisbane, the most runs scored by a player in a test match in Australia in one day. And in 2022, which is very recent, but you might have forgotten about it, Novak Djokovic was deported by the Australian government on health and good order grounds over his vaccination status. Remember that? The only reason oh, I do remember such it. Such a big story. Yeah, is because he was talking about it with uh, Nick Kyrgios mm. in the lead, you know, when he was doing all these things on the uh, Britney mic with yeah, Steve Smith. Yeah, the Britney mic. <laughs> yeah, he was doing that, an interview with Nick Kyrgios saying that he was one of, the mateship is there and will be forever because Nick was one of the only people that stood up for him in that moment. Yeah, because they sort of were a little bit, had a bit of beef. Uh, if you're listening through SENQ 693 AM in Brizzy, we now say goodbye. Ben Davis is coming up next, filling in for Pat and Heels. And if you're listening on SCN 1170 AM, there's plenty more to come. We'll chat through all the Oz Open stuff with Brett Phillips, and we're going to have two WWE wrestlers in the studio. I am in bits. <laughs> <laughs> this will be fun.